0: You're listening to 90.7 WEHC, and this is Art Speaks from the William King Museum of Art. I'm Charlotte Torrance. I'm the Director of Youth and Family Education at the museum. Um, We are a small fine arts museum in Abingdon, Virginia, and we are free to visit. And today, we are talking about a youth education topic. We
1: have our guest here today is Miss Kelsey Hale, um, So, yes, I'm Kelsey Hill, and I am the lead instructor of youth and family education at the William King Museum of Art. Nice to meet everybody. (laughs) They say nice to meet you. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Today, we are here to come on your airwaves and talk to everybody about our summer camp program. Very exciting. Very exciting. So, it may now still be a time when we don't see many leaves on the trees, but before we know it, it's going to be summer camp, and we're going to have kids running all around the museum. So I want to start by introducing Kelsey a little bit. When was it that you started working at William King?
1: I graduated from UVA Wise in 2016 and I started with the William King Museum of Art in the fall of 2016 and I just worked as a part-time Van Gogh instructor, but I started full-time in the fall of 2021 as the lead instructor. So, but it was basically the fall of twenty sixteen that I started. Mm-hmm. And
0: for context to our listeners, I started as the youth education director in the well late summer of twenty twenty one.
1: Yeah, so I've been here for a little while. We yeah. had another um, director and a couple other different staff members through over the years, but and I was just mostly that part-time instructor that kind of came and went, but now we're more kind of consistently together, so that's great.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and so now among our staff, because, you know, things change over time, Kelsey is kind of our, our senior instructor, and so we always turn to her to ask about how things were done before. So this will be um, my first summer camp.
1: So it'll be an exciting collaborative effort to see like a new fresh start, but also, you know, some old consistencies, especially for any like returning campers that were here the years past. So mm-hmm. it should be fun, um, but still, you know, a nice fresh group of ideas that we've not done before.
0: Yeah. And I think, and we'll share some of those ideas with you guys during yeah. our, our little segment here today. So Kelsey, what was your teaching experience when you first started as a part-time instructor?
1: Um, It was honestly, it was a bit chaotic when I first started because I actually, um, I was just an art major for context. I did not have any education experience like at all. I did work a little bit with kids, but overall it was mostly just like fine arts and the studio kind of thing. I liked painting, illustrating. And um, I just kind of was looking for a job after I graduated college, as everyone does. And I saw that there was an opening and I just applied and the stars aligned and it worked out. And, you know, getting used to classroom management and just things like that, that I hadn't really been trained with was, it was a little bit difficult the first few months. But, you know, once I got into the the swing of it all, it was, um, it was a great experience. And of course, I've been here ever since, you know, other than the pandemic when we all couldn't teach. <laughs> and now I absolutely love education and, and tying art into that, especially because I, it seems like the public school's they don't get as much of that. So I love that we can supplement that.
0: Yeah, with our, our Van Gogh outreach program, we're bringing art into the schools. Yeah. Yeah, if, and if you guys are interested in learning what Van Gogh is, you can look back through our record of episodes to hear my interview with one of our Van Gogh instructors who's been teaching this in-school outreach program for 18 years. So we do lots of teaching. So I think this is an interesting point. The both of us, we didn't study education or arts education when yeah. we were in college. Yeah. And so if someone's listening to this who might be an arts major or minor in college, and you're trying to think, oh my gosh, I have to get a job after all this? Wow. Which is what I thought <laughs> at oh, the time yeah. as well. Like, that's that's kind of a stressful thing. Yeah. They might not have considered a career in arts education, mm-hmm. not coming from an education background, but I think both of us have kind of fallen into
1: it, surprisingly,
0: yeah. and really taken to it as oh, a career. yeah.
1: Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people like they see the the public school system or or private too, but the school system and how structured it is and all the metrics, and they say, oh, I don't want anything to do with that. But I think once you kind of get into it, and especially you know we work through a nonprofit, so we have a lot more maybe fun and flexibility. But <laughs> yeah, you get into it and you realize, you know, you know even if it is just like a day, you do have an impact on these kids' lives. And, you know, it makes a whole lot of impact in our own lives too, but it's just, it's really exciting once you've kind of gotten the the handle of it all. So if you're not sure if you want to go into a route with education, don't be afraid to try it out because you may really like it, especially if you are in like a more unconventional type of line of work, you know, like art, music, theater, or something like that. You know, Mm -hmm. education is always a great route.
0: Yeah, and it might feel sometimes like people treat education as the only thing you can do with those, or like majors, you're settling, which, yeah, or like you're settling, and that's yeah. not true at all. Mm-hmm. So I started in education because I got an internship, emailed someone who worked there and said, "Can I be an intern?" And they needed someone to do education because no one had wanted to do education; they hadn't mm-hmm. applied. So they ended up getting three of us into these education internship positions, yeah. mm-hmm. and. I was like, this is the best. I yeah. just love this. And I w- had wanted to work in art museums, and my background was studying art history, and I was mm-hmm. getting my master's degree in art history, which is, you know, not an, always an education direction. And so all I've right. met many people I studied with who want to do museums and will, like, keep education at arm's length from them at all times. Yeah. And they haven't tried it yet. Yeah. So I, I always say, you know, give it a try. Now you, you can drag education away from me out of my cold dead hands. Like... <laughs> I'm holding on to those pipe cleaners and crazy scissors and, I'm like, this is, yeah.
1: and the pom poms. Like, this is, this is what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I, like I said, you know, once you've kind of jumped into it, mm-hmm. you really learn an appreciation for it. Because I think a lot of times people, like art in particular, they, especially after undergrad and, and graduate school, they they may want to go into like curatorial or something like that, or, you know, actually just being a studio fine artist. But sometimes you may get to the point to where, you know, you. You, you've you tried out some different things, and you may like the, you know, the consistent work of working in education. You may like, you know, seeing, for us, we see a lot of different faces, but especially, you know, some, you may get like very, very close relationships with your students. So that can be very, very good for both the instructor and the student.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, give education a try. And yeah. you know, if you're going to be graduating soon with a degree in arts, maybe you should look into being a summer camp instructor at the oh, William yeah. King Museum. We're always
1: looking into people that I want to work or volunteer. So you can always reach out to us and see if we have any openings.
0: Yeah, and we may even have some applications um, opening up. you yeah. may, either way, send
1: us an email, send us a
0: call. If um, we had
1: those applications, will they be on the website, or how can people find that?
0: They should be on the job section of the website. Okay, and great. And we post on, on Indeed as well. Okay, awesome. I want to know, so you've done summer camp for several years at the museum. Yes. Give me, like, an overview of what is summer camp like for you as an instructor, for the kids...
1: Okay, so it's usually we do drop-offs either from 9 to 5, which is like the long drop-off, but the typical one is 10 to 4. The kids come in. Usually, whenever they first get together, like that first week, is typically you do a week at a time. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so nervous whenever they first get there, and so awkward. But it's so cute though, because by the end of the week, they now have like best friends and like little little cliques where they all hang out and have buddies. So that's great. But they they get there at ten o'clock, and they're kind of getting used to everything and everybody. And you know, they may drop off their lunch. They want to bring a lunch because um, they're gonna be there all day. And then um, we kind of get started with, you know, kind of introducing everybody and everybody's kind of just getting used to being around everyone. And then we kind of maybe want to talk about our topic for that week. We have different topics for every single week. And then we may want to kind of start on a certain project. And we usually do maybe two to three projects per day. And it'll be based off of the theme of that week. And we may even have like a theme per each day. And they usually, like I said, they do a couple projects, maybe one in the morning or two in the morning. And then we take a lunch. And especially if it's like sunny and warm, um, we'll go outside just to let the kids get some fresh air, us too. I feel like people just don't go outside enough, <laughs> including myself. <laughs> so it's nice being able to go outside and, and just enjoy that. And, um, and then if it's not too hot, we like to just let them play, almost like a little recess time. And then we go back inside and do more art projects. And then, like I said, usually around four or five is the end of the day, depending on what you sign up for. And it's usually, it's structured, but we we let the kids kind of have some fun and, and just hangout
0: too yeah yeah something we want to do um this year so there's a combination of doing these art projects which are based on a theme some Mm -hmm. of them might we might work on throughout the week and then there's also playtime so it's yeah you know it's camp it's fun um and I want to have some planned uh games yes beforehand Mm -hmm. so we'll have we'll have open-ended recess because I think that's just imagination and imagination, stuff like that. Imagination, yeah. Kids getting
1: outside and playing in dirt, you know, yeah. old school.
0: <laughs> and they want to play with each other, and they oh, want to yeah. have their own time where there's not a structure on them all the time. Right. But I want to have some, some games that fit our theme as well as the oh, art yeah. projects. Yeah,
1: and they can actually learn from the games while still having fun. So exactly. That's always
0: fun. Yeah, that's the that's actually the secret thing. Don't tell your kids, but they're going <laughs> to learn
1: <laughs> during this. Yeah, so don't let them know that.
0: They won't know that, but they're going <laughs> to learn a lot. So, do you have any like favorite moments from Camp's past?
1: I've been thinking about this a lot since i um I knew I was going to do this radio show. And I can't honestly put my finger down on one, but I have, like, this whole compilation of just, like, different moments where it, you know, it could be anything, like, sometimes we'll have days where it's, like, really messy and we'll wear, like, white T-shirts and maybe get paint splattered all over us. Or um, just, like, a kid telling me about how they made a tree into, like, a certain type of tower and, like, all of the, the things that they've made and, like, rules and, like, all the characters of this world that they've created and... So it's kind of hard to say, oh, this is like the one moment or the one funny moment. But it's like this huge compilation of just different heartwarming moments, funny moments. And, and we were talking about this on the way here, too. I never went to camp growing up. And so it's almost like I'm vicariously living through this experience, you know, where you get to ha- be a little messy and, and, and learn maybe some art projects or art techniques that you've never done before. I've taught tons of kids, actually this week, that have never touched clay before in their lives. So I mean, just stuff like that, but they're so funny and kids say the darndest things, but um, it's true. Like you you hear something funny every single day. So it's hard to pinpoint like one fun time. I mean, we've done some things with like paint water balloons and stuff like that, that like the kids just absolutely love. But it's also, and and this doesn't happen just within summer camp, but with Van Gogh too, I think the most valuable times that I've had are times when maybe a kid was actually frustrated or hadn't really done a lot of art before. Maybe even, I've had a few kids that just were not that excited about art camp whenever they first came. If I'm being honest, they it was kind of maybe something their parents more wanted them to do. But once they got there and they realized, hey, I'm actually kind of good at this, you know, I get... I get the hang of it, and then they kind of get used to their own art style or a certain type of medium that they really like, and then they get excited, and that's like like a light bulb moment, and those mean a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think I've, I've experienced that too. I think mm-hmm. frustration is an important part of the artistic process. Mm-hmm. Exposing kids to frustration, to problem solving, and to the reward of getting to work through and create something with your
1: own hands.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter what you're trying to teach a kid; you're going to encounter frustration sometimes. Mm-hmm. And art is a really healthy way to learn about that emotion. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, frustration with any kind of craft or practice is literally just the learning process. You know, it could be anything. If we're, you know, we're talking a lot about art, but it could even be like STEM. You know, you could be coding a line and you're really frustrated because <laughs> something's not working and you've got to keep going, keep going, keep going. And eventually you'll learn it and you'll figure it out. And it's the same thing with an art process, whether you're, your clay sculpture bust is is not holding up or your painting just looks a little wonky and you got to get the proportions right. You know, there's a lot of trial and error. And I think a lot of kids maybe aren't i don't I don't want to say they're not used to that cuz you know they have math class and stuff like that but mm-hmm. with creativity and art i think that it's always seen as like just fun fun happy time and mm-hmm. it's not always like that but it it's cool teaching them you know the process of both problem solving and actually how to learn the artistic mediums while still having fun and i think that's the value of art camp too yeah like camp camp is always
0: fun but there is in in art making i think sometimes especially with children Um, More than anything, it gets this reputation where it's Mm -hmm. this is craft hour. Mm -hmm. This
1: is glorified recess, glorified recess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's not you're learning a lot. Like Mm -hmm. I think a thought that I had, I hope it makes sense out loud, but that I had when I was going through grad school Mm -hmm. was my main skill that I have to employ is learning to read something I don't understand. Yes. And greeting it until I understand it. Mm -hmm. And that might sound really simple. But to get to that point is really, really difficult. And I think there's something in art making that is teaching you that kind of skill, Mm -hmm. where I have an idea in my head, and I have to make it reality. And there's no right answer on the test that's going to get me there. There's no book to study. It's about my hands, my mind, my thinking process. And for children, they can grow so much from experiencing that
1: process. Oh, yeah. And that's the interesting part about the arts period and kind of humanities too. But, you know, if you get into like STEM, usually things are pretty rigid or like math. Like there's an Mm -hmm. answer. There's an answer. You can find the answer. And that's what some people really like about math um, Mm -hmm. is because it's so definite, or at least usually is. But with art making, it's so open-ended. It's like, where do you stop and start and yeah. it, it takes a lot of a lot of thinking um, a lot of trial and error and and discovering things that you just simply do not know prior to that and that's really valuable skills no matter any you know a lot of our students we have what is it like four to 12 is the overarching yes yeah, and, so and they're f- broken up a bit but
0: yeah they're not in the same classroom where right. we have three age groups and we run from four years old to 12 years old for the youth camp and we actually right. also have teenage summer camps yes. for 13 to 18.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have some really, really, really young students. Obviously, they're not thinking about careers or anything like that. They're literal children. But yeah. <laughs> but getting some of those um, problem-solving skills and, and literal creativity skills can be useful for whatever they decide to do in life. You know, it could be any kind of job. And, and, and uh, obviously, you know, a job is not an important topic necessarily for a four-year-old. But... I'm just saying that it kind of gets that that critical thinking that, you know, mm-hmm. may may not be as predominant as it should for all of us. You know, I think we all want quick answers and easy answers. And I think art making gives you a lot of patience mm-hmm. um, to find answers.
0: I think it does. I think we have this this habit of, that's even coming out of us right now, of like, putting art and STEM as these two opposite pillars. Yes, and that's coming from me too, yeah. yeah but And, and I, I do that a lot. But when you think about the things, and we're kind of thinking about what a child experiences in school in this moment. Mm-hmm. So when you're, what you experience in school is math is about learning this process and learning the answers. Science is about learning the process and learning the answers. But when you reach a higher level of those topics in college, in grad school, in careers, it's not about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Whether you're in STEM, whether you're in technology, computers, and science, and all those that we think of as not art-related right. fields, you are trying to find the solution. Yeah. You're trying to problem-solve, and that right answer is gone. So yeah. with art, you just get to that that level of, of exploration when you're four years old and not yeah. when you're 25.
1: Exactly, <laughs> you know? and like you said, it's like the highest level. You mm-hmm. know, If you are a, a biotechnician trying to do some kind of research, I mean... You're having to find answers on your own. There's Mm -hmm. not answers already out there for you. It takes a lot of creativity and critical thinking skills. And I think that literally just any kind of artistic process, whether it be visual arts, music, um, other things like that, that Mm -hmm. give you that open-ended critical thinking, um, it's really valuable.
0: Yeah. So send your kid to art camp and they will be a rocket scientist.
1: (laughs) Guaranteed. Guaranteed. (laughs) Not
0: guaranteed. (laughs) Guaranteed. (laughs) Okay, <laughs> I think, but there's another part where you said, you know, career might not be important for a four-year-old, but there is something when you're four years old and you're going to art camp, this might be your preparation for preschool. yeah, And that is exactly. really important. And oh, when, yes. when you get to starting preschool and those children who have had the chance to experience summer camp or daycare versus the children who haven't yet, you're going to be starting at a completely different place in terms of socialization, in terms of following instructions, mm-hmm. in terms of, creativity. When I work with kids who are four years old, even I've worked with kids like six years old or older, and you give them a paintbrush and they've never held a paintbrush in their hand before.
1: We have had, um, it wasn't me, but it was actually um, a, a former worker in the education department. She went out and there were high school students that she taught a class with that had never touched a pressed watercolor palette that like comes in a coloring book. Mm-hmm. Never used one that didn't know how to. And they were like almost 18.
0: It's just sad. It's sad. It's so, (laughs) this is the kind of thing that people like us think about late at night, isn't it? (laughs) It really is. (laughs) They've never touched pressed watercolor.
1: Right. But, I mean, back to your point, though, Mm -hmm. especially in the the COVID era, and post-COVID era, um, you know, kids, they're not as socialized as what they used to be. So I think it's really valuable, especially for really, really, really young kids that are getting ready to go to school or still getting adjusted to kindergarten. It can be really useful for them to have that extra supplement, but still having like a a bit of a structure, not just playing,
0: you know? Yeah, and, and we'll have some structured games, and we'll have yeah. open play time. I mean, summer camp is such a... It's a great place to make friends, but also to develop those skills of making friends that are so oh, important, yes. and that children against against anyone's plans had ripped away from them in, in some senses in the last few years. Oh, yeah. And So that's why, you know, you can tell from listening to this that us, your camp instructors, <laughs> have a lot of thoughts and passion about what we're doing. Oh, yeah. That we... That we Believe in it, and that we're putting a lot of, of planning into this summer. Absolutely, and we think having having this camp open and available, um, despite everything, is gonna is an important thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a very very useful, um, especially for the kids of our community. You know, we want to give them that outlet and and to be com- just kind of used to being in a museum space and and being familiar with a museum space and feeling of it as like almost like a an extra creative home. We'd like to be that space for the community. Because, you know, a lot of times it seems like museums feel like very stuffy or sterile and like they're there just to look at things and leave. But, <laughs> but I do want to have like people of the community feel comfortable with it. And I feel like if they start at a young age being around museums and around that museum space that they'll become more accustomed to that and, and feel comfortable with it. Like I said, I think people just tend to come and go with museums.
0: I th- yeah, I think they do. And I think if you just tuned in halfway, we are a museum. We are, we are an institution that does not have tickets. We don't charge. Yes. You can walk into our space and we want our space, our campus, the grounds around our museum to be a place that people can just go. Mm-hmm. Even if you just want to sit and have a picnic, even if you just want to go and look at an artwork that made you feel something the yeah. last time you were there. Um, And that's something I should mention too during summer camp. We're not just playing outside and making art projects. We're taking the kids up into these art galleries and we're talking about the works we have in the museum. Some of it relates to history. Some of it's modern art. There's always kind of a range of of things going on in there.
1: Yeah. But it is cool giving a resource for these kids to to not only see art, but to to realize how to analyze art and Mm -hmm. how to critique art. I feel like a lot of people don't even, I mean, I didn't know how to do that until I got into college. I didn't. It seems almost like you just always want to say, oh yeah, that's great. Everything's great. And I think that it's it's nice to be able to have like the time to analyze art strategically. And I, I like being able to teach kids how to do that, at least to a, cer- a certain degree.
0: Yeah, to learn how to look at art. It might mm-hmm. not sound like a skill, but looking at yeah. art is a skill. Yeah. And having that skill opens you up. I think it broadens your world, You know, oh, yeah. because it opens you up to be able to go to these museums and have a connection with this different work. And mm-hmm. you can travel from... From one room if that room is a gallery (laughs) you can travel the world (laughs) exactly yeah so we're getting towards the end of our episode so I think um, I might tell you guys um, about the different themes we're doing for summer camp this year our theme is local slash global because um, I wanted to connect art class projects to our cultural heritage collection while also introducing children to projects and lessons and things that are going to be new to them and expand their world so we, we're going to do six weeks this summer. We're starting in June, and our three weeks in June are going to be under the local umbrella. Mm-hmm. So our first week is going to be traditional handmakers, um, and that is based a little bit on our Little Lambs classes. Little Lambs are currently um, open for registration, and these are free fiber arts classes for children of many different ages. So check out our website if you're interested in learning more about that. So we're going to be working with wool with these kids. We're going to do thinning wool into yarn, using that yarn to make things like friendship bracelets, woven tapestries, learning about weaving. And uh, we're actually going to do dyeing yarn. That'll be fun. And so when you dye yarn, normally you need heat and you need a fixer like alum, which are difficult things to do with children. But we're going to be doing uh, sun jar dyeing. So we're going to stuff our pigments and our yarn into a jar and leave it in the sun during the week and let the sun do that heat process to dye our yarn and have something to make out of it at the end of the week yeah we might do some basket weaving we might do some other kind of craft based work so that's kind of the core of that week
1: yeah, yeah. and a lot of like traditional Appalachian themes exactly um, there's a kid that experiences a certain process in summer camp we may have like a more overarching um, whole program mm-hmm. that they could interact with furthermore but just kind of giving them all like a little taste of different types of local,
0: Kind of like, how do people live back in the day? What did they have to make for themselves? Let's make it into art projects. Let's look at our cultural heritage gallery and play some old-fashioned games. So that's kind of our first week. Um, Our second one is Natural Explorers. And this is local in the sense that it's about our environment, in Appalachia. And so this is the week that's great for kids who might not even be art kids, but who love
1: nature yes. and animals. And just love being outside. And being outside, mm-hmm. yes.
0: We're going to make our own sketchbooks at the beginning of the week and then explore the campus and make lots of drawings in those. We're going to do some cyanotype prints outside. We're going to do just very animal nature-based
1: games and work in that week. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, we could do things with different Plants, flowers, mixed media projects um, Mm -hmm. with different natural materials, using flower transfers, just different things using natural materials and using the natural space for more traditional art processes like how you would with a still life. You know, we may Mm -hmm. do some drawing outside and kind of get more into like the technical aspect of it, Mm -hmm. but still keeping it loose and fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there's a there's a little bit of a push and pull there between the kids who might want to get a little more technical and the kids who we will present with always different options of art projects Mm -hmm. to do. So if you have a kid who's like, I hate drawing, there's still going to be fun stuff all week. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we try to do our best to tailor the experience to every kid as best as we can Mm -hmm. because you will have some kids that, honestly, they're just not really into art. They're just kind of, they're just hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) But they they will have fun with the projects. They'll make some friends. They'll get more socialization um, and still get to experience art. And they may actually start to like it once they get used to it. And then you have some kids that are obsessed with art. Mm-hmm. And we try to give them some more um, instruction or maybe even more to do. But we just kinda go with every single kid and see what we can do with them.
0: Our last local week is called Historic Abingdon. And here's where they're going to sneakily learn a little bit of local <laughs> history of Washington County. Maybe we'll be making clay pots. Yeah. And um, one thing I want to try that week is doing pinhole cameras. So we're going to oh, build yeah. our own pinhole cameras Set them up outside and take some really old fashioned looking black and white photos of the museum oh, be campus. So
1: fun. Yeah. Yeah, we have the Betsy K. White Cultural Heritage Gallery, mm-hmm. and a lot of that has very local products from what is it like, early 1900s or so, late 1800s? Late 1800s, early
0: 1900s, yeah. kind and, of settler time
1: period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and a lot of like Southwest Virginia, Northeast Tennessee. So um, we may do some projects that are kind of relative to the artifacts that you'll see in this space. Mm
0: -hmm. Like we have a sampler, which is this framed artwork that has kind of the alphabet in cross-stitch embroidery. And so Mm -hmm. we might have the older kind of 10 to 12-year-old kids learning a little cross-stitch. Yeah, Going um, into July, we'll be off for the week of the 4th of July, Mm -hmm. and then we'll come back. And that's when we're doing what we're calling the global. Our first week of global is going to be ancient artists. And so this is ancient cultures around the world, so some ancient Egyptian crafts some cave paintings. Mm-hmm.
1: Paper that's similar to what they would do with papyrus mm-hmm. and inks for that. So just different things that are at least 2,000 years or more old. So. Yes.
0: <laughs> week two of global is going to be um, global architecture. So this is our week for the kids who like math and science. Yeah, right? have a lot more
1: engineering-fueled
0: mm-hmm. ideas. Exactly. We'll be building model houses. I want to go outside and make some fairy houses around the campus. Be very fun. But we'll also do stuff like making a board game and have the kids mm-hmm. work together to make board games and build up the board game set and then play those. And
1: yeah, yeah. so a lot, a lot more planning, a lot more, like I said, just engineering and um, I guess creating like a structured set with whether you're making a game or make, designing a whole building, whatever they decide to do. But it'll be a little bit more math.
0: Um, and we'll do some origami, which is mathematical as well. Um, we might do some paper origami, some business card origami, um, yeah. maybe katagami, where you cut and folds. So a little bit more shape-focused, three-dimensional mm-hmm. STEM week there. And learning about interesting examples of architecture from around the world, which is going to be something kids don't get to see in school and that they'll find really
1: cool. Yeah, and you know kids, they, they love stuff like Minecraft, and building <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. So this will be kind of like a more artsy way of experiencing um, yeah. creating buildings and spaces like that, or Legos, you know.
0: Finally, our last week is going to be around the world in five days. Mm-hmm. So we're going around the world and I think we're starting in Europe. Day one, Europe. Day two, Africa. Day three, Asia. Day four, Australia Day Five South America. Okay, so we're skipping our own continent, and we'll look at basically traditional arts from different cultures on that continent. Very um, exciting. So there's like an uh, African mud cloth prints are something that's are just beautiful and so yeah. interesting to do. Kind of um, a mud cloth inspired printmaking yeah. for Asia. I want to do. Um, making our own calligraphy brushes, and then doing some calligraphy painting with those, making um, some Japanese-style fish kites, which are really fun to bring outside. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a very, like, day-by-day, very cultural, exposed to these different art-making techniques from different cultures kind of week. So we're going to end it with a bang on that one. that'll be exciting. So we're just starting in our own...
1: Neck of the woods. our own neck
0: of the woods <laughs> and we're moving out to the whole world and then we're yeah. also building for children kind of this understanding of how our own location has cultural heritage mm-hmm. and how that fits into the global context
1: I think it's very easy to forget the impact of your cultural heritage especially mm-hmm. whenever you're like in that area all the time it, it's very easy to forget it but then once you kind of compare and contrast to everything else you're like wow you know it does stand out it, yeah. it does have an impact
0: that's going to be summer camp. That's, that's us youth ed people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and letting you know what we've got cooking up over here at the William King Museum.
1: Yeah, so we'd absolutely love to see you. So anybody that wants to to sign up, you can reach out to us.
0: Yeah, check out our website at williamkingmuseum.org. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We've got lots of events coming up. We've got some incredible, incredible exhibitions coming out of our curatorial department. Oh, yeah. So make sure you tune in next week for Art Speaks to keep up with everything we've got going on down here. And I hope I see uh, some of you listeners And your kids, maybe as summer camp instructors or summer camp attendees this summer. This is William King and Art Speaks signing out.